today, I want you to open your mind. Open your mind to the possibility that one day we will make contact with an intelligent civilization in outer space. We have in our possession a flying saucer. It's being flown to higher headquarters. There is a lie being told to everyone. They're, they're extra-dimensional beings that an earlier precursor of the, um, the space program made contact with. Do you believe are we alone in their life after death? This is the Very Normal Show. Introducing Marvel Man and your host, Sarah Martinez. Hey everyone, welcome to another Paranormal Friday night. This is the Very Normal Show for March 16th with your host, Vera Martinez. Marvel Man. And Little Ninja. Greetings, humans, aliens, starseeds, angels, earth spirits of this dimension and beyond. We are broadcasting live from the hills of Austin, Texas, bringing you the best weird, strange, and paranormal topics in this dimensional solar system. The Very Normal Show can be downloaded for later listening on iTunes or just check out the show's archive at blogtalkradio.com slash veranormal. Tonight's topic is... Turn your bright light on to cover these topics. We have a very special guest that will be joining us in the next few minutes. In the meantime, whether you're working, driving, or just at home enjoying us tonight, sit back, relax, and let us take over. Uh, write our number down and give us a call at 818-532-9739. Again, call us on tonight's show, 818-532-9739. So how was your week, guys? It's been crazy. Been good. Yeah, we got South by Southwest going on downtown. Downtown Austin, it's crazy. It is crazy. You guys went to check it out today, huh? Well, yeah. Well, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. it was great. Was yeah. it was it pretty pretty rowdy down there? Yeah, it was early on, and there was lots of people. I mean, the waiting on the restaurant was just, you know, it's long. crazy. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we got a bunch of friends. Uh, me and Courtney got a bunch of friends coming in, with different bands, and mm-hmm. we actually got to go check out a few shows yesterday. Nice. nice. What did yeah. you guys check out? We checked out my uh, my friend's band. Um, he plays in several bands from Athens, Georgia, and okay. he's my one of my first best friends in the whole world. And we got haven't seen each other in three years, so we got to hang out, and then we got to go and see his uh, his girlfriend play a showcase um, out out north over here. Nice. It was pretty. It was Very pretty nice. neat. It was pretty. Yeah. Neat. And then we're gonna go see another one of our uh, college buddies play a show, probably tomorrow. Very cool. Yeah. Well. No? Yeah, there's lots of energy going on here downtown Austin. Yeah, there is. Very excited. We're gonna have to check it out tomorrow. It's fun though. Oh yeah, definitely. We're definitely we're gonna be down there all day. Nice. <laughs> okay, so before we introduce the guest for tonight, how about we listen to Marfa Man's Weird but True? Weird but true. Yo, 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 this is your Weird But True with Marfa Man. We're going to do a little quick rendition tonight. So, uh, not a lot of weird things in the news. So, flashing lights in Phoenix. This happened uh, the other night. Um, A ball of light that looked like an explosion was captured by a traffic camera on Interstate 17 around 4.45 a.m. Thursday and happened to be broadcast live at uh, KSAZ-TV when the station showed the footage of the roadway during a, uh, a report on the morning's commute. 
The two electric utilities that uh, served Metro Phoenix said they didn't have any reports of electrical transformer explosions that night at all. And uh, a blown fuse on a transformer can produce a flash like that, but no such reports were actually um, uh, reported that night. So uh, Charlotte Dewey, a meteorologist for the National Weather Service in Phoenix, says there's no weather activity that might explain the flash either. KSAZ is asking viewers to come forward if they have any information about the mysterious lights. I actually saw it's pretty cool. Who knows? Um, and do you remember, actually in Phoenix in 1997, do you guys remember the Phoenix lights? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it's... People Still are, happening. People are trying to link that to it, maybe. Mm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, for now, lights out in Phoenix. <laughs> All right. Holy moly. Um, this is interesting. An Austrian farmer looking for his lost cat stumbled upon a hole that he thinks might contain the greatest UFO finds of all time. Really? Yeah, I don't know about that. But um, Franz Noglinger, 47, found a 25-foot deep, perfectly round hole in, the, in a, the, a northwestern Austrian field while searching for his misplaced cat Sunday night. He pulled out a very investigative trick um, to, to, uh, to learn what was at the bottom. This is what he said. I was looking for our family cat, Merleman. It's a good name. Merleman. That's kind of like Marfa Man. <laughs> <laughs> when I noticed the hole... I didn't know how deep it was, uh, so I dropped a stone. So he's trying to figure out what it was. He dropped a stone down there, and he heard a metallic chunk. So then he actually attached a magnet. This is what he said. I managed to get a magnet, which I dangled down there, and it clearly fastened onto something at the bottom. So there is something large and metallic down there. Um, it also sounds as if there's a hollow space around about whatever the metallic object is. So it sounds like there's room underneath. Uh, speculations are already flying, no pun. More than 500 people are actually visiting uh, this thing a day. Just a hole. I mean, really? there's a picture of it. Just a hole right there. You know what this sounds like? That movie we just saw. Oh, yeah. What? Uh, Chronicle. Chronicle. <laughs> I haven't even heard of it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. It's like these teenagers get like these supernatural... Psychic powers. Psychic powers. And it, they, they learn how to fly and all kinds of stuff. Like Maybe that's going to happen but, in but Austria. They, 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 they found wow. their powers in a hole. Ooh, all right. Well, that's interesting. Well, in this case, they still haven't figured out what it's um, what it is. Uh, the locals think it actually could have been a malfunction bomb from the war that was called the Doorway to Hell. So geologists are expected to visit the site. So we'll check back soon to see what the whole truth is all about. Oh my god! I didn't even get crickets on that. Oh, uh, all right. Holy cow! That was great. <laughs> I was thinking. I was just thinking. Why do people always have to assume that every hole on Earth has to lead to hell? Mm. It's just I thought hole. it led to China, but you ever seen that movie, The Gate? <laughs> that's anyway, a good movie. all right. Well, the good news is he did find his cat, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I give a little ninja a little credit on this one. We oh, both yeah. we both kind of found this, so we'll move on from cats to chicken. George Washington chicken nugget, bite-sized shape like uh, face of the president, sells on eBay. For $8,100, Dakota City, Nebraska. A Nebraska woman has sold a three-year-old McNugget um, that resembles the President uh, George Washington's face. You can take a look at it later. It does look like him. Um, Rebecca, uh, Rebecca Spite of Dakota sold the McNugget to raise money for a drive to raise $15,000 and send 50 children to a summer church camp in Sioux City. Spate says her children didn't eat the, nugget, the chicken nuggets during her McDonald's three years ago, so she was about to toss it and then looked down and saw George Washington's face. Uh, she put the uh, McNugget in the freezer, and eBay had temporarily taken down the auction last month because it violated uh, rules 
regulating expired food. So she later received an email uh, saying that the site is willing to make exceptions in this cause. So, uh, in the words of President uh, Washington, I cannot tell a lie, but it does look like George. It really does. So, anyway, she raised money for a good cause, so I'm loving it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all, that was your quick rendition of Weird But You with Marfa Man. Well, there you have it, everyone. Another very strange segment of Weird But True. Hold on to your thinking caps, open your minds, and get ready for tonight's show. But first, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back. If you just logged in, we are the Very Normal Show. If you want to check us out, please go to www.verynormal.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. All right. I am so ready to introduce the guests for tonight. How are you guys? Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> this, yeah, yeah. This is going to be a right. show tonight. I'm excited. Our guest for tonight is an actor, healer, and author of Conscious Creation the big E, and bright light. Her film, TV, and commercial credits number in the thousands, which movies such as E.T. and Cujo. She has appeared on every major news and talk show and has been featured on the E! True Hollywood Stories, Oprah, and The O'Reilly Factor. Now on a weekly basis, she conducts numerous private healing sessions at her office in Woodland Hills, California. Everyone, please welcome D. Wallace. Hi, guys. Hey, D. <laughs> hey. I don't know. You know, I don't know about this already because you've got me on a show with chickens and dogs and half-eaten chicken McNuggets. <laughs> yeah. Okay? I'm not quite sure what that says about my priority here. <laughs> oh, no. We just, we just like to throw that little fun segment in to shake things up a bit. That was great. That was great. <laughs> Thank you. People believe anything and pay for anything, won't they? I know. Sell a nugget for $8,100? Okay. Okay. Holy hell. Whatever. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Well, first of all, thank you so much for accepting this interview tonight. We are super honored to have you on. It's nice to be here. Thank you. Um, The main reason, uh, we were very, very interested in your website. Uh, That was imdwallace.com. And, um, it's awesome, isn't it? It is awesome. It really is. And I have to be honest with you. It was very, very uh, surprising to me when I received that information. I thought we were going to talk about scary movies and things like that. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like, I had no idea she was doing that. And um, Really? Yes. Wow. I'm, very, well, I'm very, very impressed. Very impressed with your work. Okay. And uh, I have a lot of questions. <laughs> okay, well, I hope I have the answers. I'm sure the channel has the answers. And um, 
I guess, um, first of all, for our listeners, guys, you want to give a little quick intro, you know, about Dee Wallace. And yeah, I actually, um, Dee, I, I met you on the red carpet of Halloween, uh, the Halloween premiere back in, I think, 2007, 2008. I actually, you were my first interview. Oh, how nice. Yes. Oh, and you wow. were actually... That was a great premiere. I that love was... Rob Zombie. You know, I'm coming out in his second one, Lords of Salem. I was going to plug that for you. Yeah, yeah, it is going to blow your mind, guys. I, I've been super excited since day one of hearing about it. it. It's it's so it's such a departure in a way for him, uh, the way it looks and the whole statement in there. It's it's just beautiful. You you know you're not going to find anybody that's a bigger fan of Rob Zombie than I am. I love so, it. What is it that you like working um, with with Rob? What is it? What is it that you like working you with? No, he's just real. He's authentic, um, super talented and creative, and just a regular guy. You know, uh, listens to everybody, talks to everybody. He's just um, he's a heart person, and there's no Hollywood BS. And you know, I I just love it, working with his creativity. And he seems like he likes to. Uh, he has a familiar crew and um, actors with him that he likes to use. So it's like a. It's, somewhere I read that it's almost like a, his. You know, your, your family like. Yeah, he likes to to um, yes keep it in the family, and I'm glad I'm a part of it. <laughs> All right. Well, D, D was also um, in the movie E.T., which was one of the first movies I saw in the theater, yes. and that is so cool. I know. Oh my God, it has to be one of my favorites ever. And Cujo, I never wanted oh to own a Saint Cujo Bernard. Cujo is scary. <laughs> I mean, Cujo is really scary. I think it is. I, it's I, really, it's yeah. disturbing. Cujo is my favorite film of mine. Is that right? Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's just, well, just shocking ending. <laughs> well, right. and you know, it, it's an in, it's not the same ending in the book. And that was very purposeful because the kid dies in the book. And Stephen um, wrote us afterwards and said, thank God you guys decided not to kill the kid. I've never gotten more hate mail in my life than when I killed the kid in Guja. Oh, absolutely. uh, But, you know, I just said to Dan Blatt, my fabulous producer, I said, you know, the majority of people that are going to come to this film probably haven't read the book. Right. And at that time in the 80s, you couldn't ask people to sit through two hours of that intensity with no payoff. So, oh, yeah. um, you know, so we decided, yeah, we were going to go the other way. <laughs> yeah. Um, also wanted to mention, yeah, you were my first, I just wanted to throw that, it was my first interview that I ever, ever did, and that was the only premiere of a red carpet that I ever did, and I just wanted to say at the very end of it, you, you did a nice plug for me on camera, and you, you, you put your arm around me, and you said, this guy did it right, and I've always appreciated that. Wow, I don't hand, I, I don't hand out stuff like that often either on this day, so. Well, well I might have to put that on real today. <laughs> so, um. Now that we're talking about movies, what about E.T.? What is your favorite memory of working on that film? Oh, my God. That's like, yeah, you know, hard question. Yeah, the, the whole favorite thing. memory of your life. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, What's it like? Would be, I don't Spielberg. think I've ever been asked that question before. My favorite memory of shooting E.T. would probably be the moments I spent with the kids. I mean, they were just 
incredible, awesome, beautiful, talented, professional kids. And yet they were just kids. You know, they'd play basketball on their time off, and I would read stories with Drew. And, um, you know, it was it was kind of like a family away from your family. I like that. Henry Thomas and Drew Barrymore. Yep. That's yeah. right. And Robert McNaughton played the older son, who I thought was just incredible. Yeah. And yeah, he was yeah. pretty funny. <laughs> so how was it work with... Uh, with uh, Steven Spielberg, was he pretty tough or was he really fun? Well, I wouldn't say he's particularly fun, but uh, <laughs> he, you know, he's brilliant. He's a genius, and he knows exactly what he wants to do. I think he had more fun with the kids. Um, you know, I was pretty much the only adult on the film until the end when uh, Peter Coyote and the doctor showed up. So um, Stephen's kind of kid himself, so I think he had more fun with the kids than he probably did with me or, <laughs> or the rest of the adult crew, right? My bad. But, um, um, you know, he's he's genius at directing in a way that keeps you in the moment and keeps you out of your head and just keeps you in, in the creation moment, and that's my favorite way to work. Oh, That's really cool. Um, do you think that film opened up consciousness in a certain way, um, as well as other... Yes, I, I believe that the film um, um, enlightened people around extraterrestrials. It uh, was the first film, I think, that ever showed them in a positive light, in a loving light. And I know from working with Dolores Cannon, who I toured with last summer, as you know, she's one of the um, most respected authorities on extraterrestrial through past life regression. Yeah. And she said, you know, she said, D, they're just here to help. They're here to guide us. They're here to lead us. They're here to uh, help us remember what we've al- always known. So um, I think E.T. did a lot to open up that possibility in people's minds. I mean, do we like to have the excitement of living in a horror movie and um, thinking the war of the worlds is the truth? Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. do we really hope that it's E.T.? Yeah. <laughs> so, I, you know, at some point you have to ask yourself, okay, do I want the drama or do I want to know we're all okay and, and taken care of? Are you yourself um, possibly a believer in extraterrestrial life? Well, I think if you have a brain, you kind of have to know that <laughs> that's what I life. I mean, I don't think there's much question about it. Um, so, yes, your, the answer to your question would be yes, uh, I am. And um, I, I know that it is extraterrestrial life is not what we think it is. You know, I live in in a pretty good channel here. That's all my work comes through a channel that's open pretty much all the time like now. And hold on, let's see. I'm going to ask the channel that I'm in right now, what's the highest thing they can tell us about extraterrestrials? Oh. Book. Uh, somebody give me a song or a movie. How about Turn On Your Heart Light from E.T., Neil Diamond? Okay, Yeah. So um, when our hearts are open, 
Um, well, this is a two-phase thing. When our hearts are open, we know that all energy is here to support us because there's only one energy. We also know as we believe it's delivered to us. So if we want to believe that they're after us, they will be. We'll live in that reality is what I mean. And if we believe that they're here to support us, we'll live in that reality. It's the same reality, but it has a whole different perspective depending on what you want to believe, right? Right. And that they're really here uh, about love to encourage us in love and to encourage us to keep our heart light on. So that's the message from the channel. Oh, thank you. Beautiful. Um, I guess this leads to the next question. How did you get started in energy work? Well, that's a good question. Um, really, I've always been kind of involved. Anybody that breathes and lives is involved in energy work because that's all there is, is energy. Um, we're just, most of us, not using it consciously. We think the world keeps happening to us when, in fact, the world keeps happening to us in direct response to the beliefs and the perceptions that we hold. So, um, you know, if you want to change your life, change the way you look at life, basically. But uh, more specifically, um, I worked with energy. My acting technique that Charles Conrad taught is all based on energy, that you get your energy very, very high. And when you get your energy high you surpass your mental mind, and you go into a channel, literally. Uh, the same thing happens, for example, if um, you see somebody pinned under a car, right? You don't think you, uh, your energy spikes, your adrenaline spikes, and you act. You go lift up the car, and you don't think about it. You just do it, and you become superhuman. Well, that's what happens when most of us go into the channel because we get out of our limiting minds. We go into the field of all possibilities where everything can happen. And I always did that in my acting. It didn't uh, consciously occur to me that I was doing it in my acting, and that's why my acting was so truthful and everything, until I started going into the healing work and started learning about the law of attraction and how to really create and went, well, oh, my God, I've been doing this in my acting for years. So it really started consciously with the death of my husband, Christopher Stone, uh, who I was with for 18 years and starred in a lot of movies with, Cujo being one of them. And, um, you know, when he died, I just kind of fell to my knees in despair and kind of uh, railed at God and said, I I don't want to be this way. I don't want to be a victim. I don't want to be unhappy. I want my light back, and I want a way that we can heal ourselves. And literally within seconds, I heard, light, use the light within you to heal your life, Dee. And then the next day, more messages came. A lot of them I didn't even understand. I would have to look up words to know what I was being given. I would have to go talk to rabbis because I, you know, I'm a Methodist. <laughs> I didn't understand. Uh, they were showing me the word ask, and and then they would cross it out. 
And then they would show me Hebrew. So I went to, um, I, w- I went to speak to uh, a rabbi here in town. And I said, okay, I'm, I mean, just said, look, I'm, I'm a channel, and I'm getting this information that ask doesn't really mean, mean ask. Can you explain that to me? Because they told me to look up Hebrew, and I don't know Hebrew. And he looked at me like I was an alien, and <laughs> he said, well, in the original Hebrew, ask is claim or demand. Ah, interesting. So then you put that together with ask and you receive, ask and the door is opened, right? Mm-hmm. That means claim or demand who you are and what you want, and then it's delivered to you. So it's a whole different way to look at it, isn't it, when you know the, the meaning of it. But that's, that's how it started happening. And um, I knew kinesiology because I'd worked with a doctor for a long time about kinesiology. And then I was introduced to somebody who worked with a pendulum, uh, a doctor. And I learned the pendulum. And at that time I had uh, one of the biggest acting studios in town. And um, I had 80 students, and I started taking this work into class, and everybody just embraced it. I kind of think the universe created a a subject, right, a a little um, forum of my own, right, to to test out all this information, and life started changing, and People's bodies started healing, and I have had a lot of students get off uh, antidepressant medication that they'd been on flipping since they were kids, and then they wanted me to do it for their parents or their sisters, and then they wanted me to do it for their boyfriends or their other friends, and so here I am 15 years later doing three or four sessions around the world every day, Uh, and my specialty is being able to extrapolate the blocks and the understandings in people's energy that they've kind of put together in this unconscious maze of acceptance so that they can go, oh, my God, and and make new choices and shift their energy. And, you know, I think we get through six or seven months of therapy in one hour quite frankly. Wow. So that's, in a nutshell, that's, and it just keeps expanding, you know. This uh, method that you're talking about, it's, is that what you, on your website, says the IN method of healing? Yes. It's based on the I am. Uh, God said, I am that I am. It is not a religiously based um, method at all. But basically, you have to claim who you are if you're going to be who you are, right? Right. So if you say, if you get up every morning and go, oh, my God, I'm so afraid to face the world, that's how you're claiming who you are. That's the definition you're giving yourself of who you are. And so the only thing that you can create and the world can mirror back to you is being in fear of going out into the world. So you it's like you're, you're you mental. Say, I'm so tired, you get more tired. It's a direction, literally, of your own energy that you're giving yourself. So it's like you're programming yourself. You bet. 
you're directing you need to reverse yourself. it. Yeah. What? Sort of like reversing it. <clears throat> reversing well, like your initial thoughts. Uh, what you do is you want to be conscious of the direction that you're giving yourself. One of the ways you do that is through thoughts. One of the ways you do that is through feelings. And then there's, you know, the subconscious that includes the genetic. I mean, just like your hair color and your eye color, you can have genetic fears, genetic false beliefs, predispositions. You can have those passed down to you within your genetic DNA, right? Mm -hmm. So... um, the highest thing, if you want the simplest answer about how to turn all this around, is simply say, I am joy and love. Because, I mean, in a nutshell, that's the highest way, the fastest way, the most complete way to create health, to create money, to create great relationships, to create success, is stay in love, keep your heart open, and be joyful. Absolutely. On your website, you also said um, the way, there's a quick video for all of our listeners who want to go check it out. The website is, again, imdwallace.com. And there's a a video, the I am video. And um, some of the the notes that I I wrote down is, I am the creation of me. Mm -hmm. This is what you're teaching your students. As within, so without. And through me, my universe is created. So basically, as humans, it seems like we have a lot of power. We are in a lot of control of our experiences. We're the only ones in control of our experiences, baby. Then what is it? Is it a weak, so badly conditioned in this world by external forces? Or why is it that people are so attracted to this drama, daily life drama and disasters and... Installing fear. Yes, and being fearful. Well, you know, it's more exciting to ride a roller coaster than it is a merry-go-round, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Well put. put (laughs) So, um, you know, but in life, I, I don't know about you, I'm pretty over the roller coaster. Oh, yes. You know, what would it look like if our if we got up every morning and our life was just bliss? Oh, my God. Would we be happy? So I, I think that's one of the answers to your questions. The other is yes. We have been conditioned pretty much from the beginning of time, taught, and, um, well, instilled with the fear of death that we have nothing to do with our own creation. And anybody that says any different gets burned at the stake and crucified. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, uh, you know, the, the people that really knew, quote, unquote, the secret, which is you create your own life, and therefore there's nothing to be in fear of, taught us that we didn't create ourselves, couldn't create ourselves, and better flip and not create ourselves so that they could have the power. Right? Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what do our religions teach us, and come on, they do, is you don't need more than you need. You sh- you know, the meek will inherit the earth and all that stuff. And who are the richest corporations in the world? The churches. So, True. Right. Um, 
you know, we have to take back our power. If those of us that are on a spiritual quest or a truth quest of any kind don't rise up in love to be the power that we know that we are, then the people who don't have love in the forefront of their intention rise up create what they want, and then we point the fingers and call them the bad guys, but we're not sta- standing up and doing what we want. So we kind of get what we're asking for if we don't access our power. And we're, again, afraid of accessing our power because in lifetimes upon lifetimes, when we have before, we've been shot down, killed, mutilated. You know, burned, um, yeah. Yeah, burned. um made to serve others, right? Um, But we have done that because the belief was in place in the first place. And I think that if people could just get as you believe, there is no right or wrong, there's no good or bad, there's no real polarities, there's no dualities. There's as you believe, it'll be delivered unto you. So if you think something's good, it'll be good for you. The very same thing can be a catastrophe and evil to the other person. But your belief creates your reality, right? Yeah. So it's always maintaining a positivity? Well, I think it's... But even that word... Mm -hmm. uh, Even that word conjures up that there can be negativity. Mm. What there is, is energy. And we're here to learn that we affect and mold the energy of us and of everything out there that we're trying to create. That's all we're doing here is we're playing around like energy. If you think of the world as a big pile of Play-Doh and you get up and you go, oh, my God, I don't, I wish I hadn't made that out of my Play-Doh. Fine. <laughs> Scrunch your Play-Doh up and make something else. Choose something else. That's all we're here to do is to, but we've been taught that once that Play-Doh has formed, that's it. You're stuck with it. That's going to be the rest of your life. You see, the rich people, you know, Donald Trump, when when he loses a million, he goes, okay, no biggie. I'll just create it somewhere else, even if I have to file bankruptcy. But most of us are taught, oh, no, if we lose it and we screw up, that's who we are, and we'll never get back on our feet again. Yeah, and you dwell on it again and again and again. And, and it's like you keeps creating it. Yeah. Again and again and again. I, I need to start playing with the Play-Doh. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. What kind of advice can you give our listeners out there um, who who might be going through some hardships and want to change their lives? They want to they want to start to be positive and and and, and get this roller co- get off this roller coaster. What kind of advice? Well, can I'm you saying you know, and I'm it's going to be really tough here. But if you really want to do it, you do it. Most of us are going. Oh. You know, like uh, I have two free call-in shows where people can call in about blocks and 
you know, where am I falling out in the creation process, D, or, you know, I mean, it's not a, I don't do a, oh, well, I need a tall, dark stranger next week. I don't do crap like that. But I can tell you uh, where you're falling out in the creation of what you want. And uh, they'll go, I, 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 I just, you know, I want to do this, but I can't. And I, I just go, that's BS, guys. We've got to be tough love with ourselves if we're ever going to turn this around. You can do what you want to do, but you have to believe that you can do it. You have to love yourself enough to do it. And you have to uh, encourage yourself to take the first step. So loving yourself, I think, is the cornerstone of everything. If you love yourself enough, you will choose to think thoughts that support you. You will choose emotions that support your happiness. You will choose people that um, empower you and support you and acknowledge you. You will choose to go places that make you feel great and empowering, and full of love, you'll choose to do all those things. If you're not choosing to do those things, then you don't really, really want to change. So it's just just do it. Well, it's choosing to do it. You have to choose first. And most of us think that choosing is about thinking whether we're going to. Uh, when I get up and do workshops, you know, I'll I'll sit there, and there's usually like, you know, two or three doors in the room that I'm working at. And I go, okay, well, I've decided I'm going to walk out that door. That's my choice. I'm going to walk out the door. And what happens then is our mind comes into play, and we go, oh, maybe it's too far to get to the door. Maybe I'm not ready to walk out the door. Maybe it's not safe on the other side of that door. Maybe I'm too fat or too thin or not educated or too old or whatever the hell it is that we come up with to walk out the door. But we think we've chosen to walk out the door, you see. And that's why commitment to your choice is so important. Because once you commit all the aspects of you, All the aspects of who you are come together, and the universe goes, wow, how can we help create that? (laughs) I like that. We need to reprogram our mindset. Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, a big thing, in my opinion, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like people need to be aware of that, though. Well, sure, you can't change anything that you're not aware of. And like I said, most of us think that we're doing it, and we're not. The biggest place that we fall out is holding our focus on something. Uh, For example, and I'll give you just an example out of my life, um, I had a really good February. I was a great creator. I created a lot of, um, well, I give awesome uh, teleseminars every month, once a month, uh, this one happens to be on sex <laughs> this month. 
I saw that. Well, because the channel said, have everybody bring in every question, problem, um, challenge they have about sex, and we'll show you how it intertwines with the relationship with the universe and creating a great orgasm with the universe. Love I said, nice. sounds good to me. I like sex. Let's go for it. <laughs> but, so anyway, I had a, a really great February. I created a lot, um, did Warehouse 13 in Toronto, um, did Switched at Birth, um, created a movie that I'm going to do next month. So I had a really good uh, and very lucrative February, and I thought, great. I'm going to take this extra money. I'm going to put it away for Hawaii because I'm holding the intention of going back to my beloved Maui. I haven't been there in like seven years. Oh, that's awesome. So, you know, I was like feeling really good, and then all my pipes burst. Oh. So in that moment, in that moment, how do you reinforce yourself? And okay, well, I'm I'm going to tell you that I went into the toilet. I went in back back into what I call my story. See, no matter what I do, I can't get ahead. Something always happens. Sure, I'm human. I went right down into the toilet, no pun intended. And um, I was there for about three hours, and I know better. So I came into my office, I shut the door, and I went, okay, i got to get my balance back. Because when you're out of balance, you're in reaction, which is where I was. And when you're in reaction, you're out of creation. So I came back. I did some deep breathing. Uh, The way I balance all energy is I am divine love. That means I'm directing myself to be divine love. Directed my heart center to open. And I said, okay, let's just get into the feeling of, thank God I had the money to take care of the pipes. And... Uh, thank you for sending me the right plumber that knew exactly what to do and did it for less than everybody else said they could do it for. And thank you for the words that he sent me. After this, you will never have to worry about water backing up in your house ever again. So I thought, well, that's nice. I have peace of mind now knowing that. And I started you know, it's the same stuff everybody tells you. What are you in gratitude for? So I got myself balanced, I got, you know, and I said, you know what? I just get to create again now. So if I got to spend the money here, now I get to create money someplace else. And I am committed to go to Hawaii. And so within hours, I was back, and it was... Uh, I must say it brought in a lot of information about water and flow and the backup of flow and what was energetically causing that in the collective consciousness because a lot of my work is around the collective. And so, you see, there's something. The world's talking to you every moment, and you've just got to stop and go, okay, what am I supposed to get from this? What am I supposed to get from this? But you Mm -hmm. can't do that when you're in reaction. So that means consciously living. The first book I wrote is Conscious Creation. Because we're all creating, right, by breathing, by living, by making a decision we're creating. 
Yeah. But we're not creating consciously, guys. We're creating haphazardly. Mm. And if we're not consciously creating ourselves, we become the created upon by somebody else's thoughts, uh, the media, um, the fears, the permeating, you know, um, well, the permeating beliefs of the collective. Uh, you can watch an hour of TV and get over 50 messages of how you're old at 50, what uh, disease you're going to probably get now, and how you're going to die whether you take the pills or not. So yeah, the, if you're not the conscious yeah. while you're watching all that stuff, your subconscious goes, oh, okay. Wow. Like accepting, yeah. Yeah, there's no filter. Mm-hmm. It's just all yeah, pouring exactly. in. And we know from the fact that television is a hypnotic instrument, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hypnotized, you just sit there and receive. And so if you're not conscious of what you're receiving, then you're taking it in as part of your creation. Mm -mm. Um, Mm-mm. When somebody comes to you with like a physical ailment, how do you treat that? I the first thing I say is I'm not a doctor, and um, and then we go right to the energetic cause between behind the physical ailment. Um, I can tell you absolutely that everything starts in your energy first, and if you don't pay attention to it, uh, then it will start manifesting itself in your body. I can tell everybody also that the um, collective. Well, the greatest cause of dis-ease in our physical bodies or in our mental, uh, emotional, spiritual, chemical, cosmic, dimensional bodies is hands down that we don't know that we're our own creators. Mm, That we don't know that we're the highest answer, that through the thoughts we think, the emotions we feel, the focus we hold, and the open heart we choose, that if we don't know that we create our own life, uh, the fear that becomes so prevalent shows up in your body in a myriad of diseases. What about genetic-related diseases? Well, what about them? You see, if you're the director of your own energy, then you direct yourself, don't you? Yeah. So you can direct yourself right down to the last molecule to know absolutely that um, they are the creators, that you are the creator, and that your choice and direction for them and for you is to be divine love and joy and peace and harmony and balance. See, Marfa, man? Yeah. You gotta you gotta pay attention to yeah. you know those some... broken fingers and twisted ankles. And... Yeah, that's why I asked the question about ailments. <laughs> well, personal so, experience. Uh, well, let's get to what's what the highest thing is behind that for you. Do you want to? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so you, you keep busting your fingers and twisting your ankle. Yes, I was very. I've always been an athletic person, and I've always played sports my whole life, and I never got hurt during those things. It's just regular life. Like yeah, I've broken uh, I've broken quite a few uh, quite a few bones in the past like seven eight years. 
It's been I've been in a bunch of casts, <laughs> up, up doing stupid things. Okay, did it start? Did it start when you stopped sports? You know what? I it it I would say no because I still play like adult softball and stuff like that, but I wouldn't get hurt in that. It would just be like fall on the ground, like clumsy stuff. I know, but you, it has something to do with you believing that you left sports. Oh, yeah. So how I did agree. you leave? I um, I went to play college baseball, and uh, I only got um, only got one at bat, and uh, so I didn't come back the next year. So it was okay, so basically, dude, hold on. This is the highest thing. We're all, you're turning your body against yourself because you gave up. So just be conscious that you don't have to pay for it anymore. It was a choice you made. There isn't a wrong choice or a right choice. It's just a choice you made. And you love your body, whether it's playing sports or not. That's really cool. Bravo. You I'm honor yourself. Teary. He is getting all and, teary. And what's funny is we, me and my wife just moved into our new, our new house, and we have a huge sports complex out back. <laughs> he also fell down the stairs on this new house. I, I broke a rib a few weeks ago. That was falling down the stairs. Okay, well, you don't have to do that anymore. Are you in agreement with that? I'm in agreement. I'm with you on that. Yeah, because now you can be at choice, see? Okay. You didn't realize that you made a choice or that you could be at choice. But you are. You always have a choice. And so, you know, it's like, and, and I think this is with a lot of athletes. So if I don't play, um, not real sports, but what, what's the word? I uh, recreational. No, it's it's if I don't play sports that you know uh, mean something that have a payoff that um, like it's for college or you know I'm on the Olympics or something like that. If I'm not on a team, I'm if right, if, right then it's not legitimate. That makes it's a lot not of sense. worth as much. Hmm. Yeah, so well, just yeah. know you can go out and have a lot of fun playing sports and honor your body when you do it, just like you did when you were playing for real. That's interesting. They the clumsiness stuck those here. Those words for real. <laughs> All right, I'm going to be more that, coordinated in life now. Does that resonate with you? It does. It feels good to say okay. it. Say it again. I'm going to be coordinated in life from now on. There you go. I'm nice. not going to fall go. down these stairs when I leave. Well, no, no, no. See, no, no, that's no. where you fell out. You know, you I was fine. You, you okay. were fine in the creation no. process when you said, I'm going to be coordinated. All but right. then you said, I'm not going to fall down. So you put your focus back <laughs> on falling down. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> we're going to reverse that, and we're going to move forward. All right. Yeah, I'm just going to honor my body, love my body, know that it's coordinated, know it always works for me perfectly. I'm always in balance. You see, and that keeps your focus on what you want. Most of us do exactly what you just did. Yeah. You say, I don't want, and you think that's going to help you create the positive, and it screws you up, baby. So okay. he blocked himself back up. As soon as he said yeah. the right statement, he went and blocked it again. I went into Marfa yeah. Man mode. That's interesting. He himself... A positive direction and a negative direction, which took him back to zero and nothing again. We all do that, though. Haven't you caught well, yourself? Well, stop it. Like hey, you you heard him 
before I even caught him. Yeah. So <laughs> that's just what we have to do with ourselves, guys. Yeah. It's not that hard. It's just a muscle you have to build up. Reprogram yourself, people. Well, not even reprogram. Just program. Oh, okay. Because you can't, um, you can't recreate something without bringing in the old stuff. Right. Oh, and as soon as you bring in the old sense. stuff, mm-hmm. then it becomes watered down. The new creation. So just create what you want. Just focus on creating what you want. Programming so, what you want. So every day we can start with a blank canvas. You should. Like every passing minute is another chance canvas. to turn it all around. I love that quote. Is that that what? Every passing moment uh, is another chance to turn it all around. Absolutely. Every moment is the first moment of now that you create in. And this is the only moment of now you create in. So when you can stay in this moment and create what you want, you've got it made for the rest of your life. There you go. See, what, what, what inspires you? What, what inspires you? Uh, you? You're a very successful woman, and uh, you've... you've Done, accomplished so many things. What, what's inspired you along your your path? Um, love and creating. <laughs> Hold on, they're saying I'm forgetting something. Hold on a minute. And um, I think creating uh, love and truth for others. Uh, that that's always what I wanted to do in my acting. That's what I want to do with my daughter. That's what I want to do in my healing. Uh, I get up every morning and I go, my highest intention for today is to serve. Um, give me the highest information from all possibilities with the highest understanding possible for me. And allow me to serve myself and others with it. That I choose to be joy. I choose to be love. I choose to be balanced. I choose to know. That's a big one, guys. I choose to know. Mm -hmm. And that's who I am in this day. And now I call all energy forward to come and support me in these claims. Um, Yeah, let me talk about knowing for a minute because the biggest disservice that we can do to ourselves is say, I don't know. Because, of course, we're giving us, giving ourselves a direction not to know. Mm. So whenever you catch yourself going, God, I don't know, go, no, I know. And you watch. You'll get it. You'll hear it. You'll experience it. I'm gonna start doing that, y'all. So all week. So when I come back from next for the next show next week. I know. All right. You know. You already know. <laughs> and I know you know, and you know that I know. So now we all know. <laughs> <laughs> um, on your blog, um, I've read it. You said, "Get out of your head. You cannot create from your mind because the mind." is created to doubt. Uh, can you give an example of what this means, get out of your head? How do we can find an exercise on an everyday basis to 
to perform, to get out of her head? Well, again, it's, you know, we're we're so locked into give me a rule, give me a regulation, give me you know, what to do. And mm-hmm. I'm saying it's not about doing. So right now I can take everybody I can take everybody through it. It's it's really easy. So uh, let's just go to money because everybody's, you know, interested in money. So go to your head, um, you know, around money and having enough money. What does your mind tell you about do you have enough money? Uh, are you worried about money? What do you need to do to create more money? Go to your mind and come up with something. Get a job. Mine's work. <laughs> Yeah, maybe work. Okay. So now everybody take a breath uh-huh. and fall into your heart. And you know where that is. Just take a breath and fall into your heart. And tell me if you can feel that you are absolutely okay with money. You have enough. It's always delivered to you. And you're the creation of it in every moment. Can you feel it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the difference. You see, you didn't do anything. But when you can stay in that knowing, what what that knowing does is it creates trust in yourself and in the universe. And when you remain in that vibration, then uh, money finds you. It just does. Or you're given divine ideas how to create it. You know, it's so funny uh, talking about money. My husband and I were talking about our current situation because it has to do with some money. And um, we were just saying, you know what, just let it go. It is what it is. We'll be fine. And I don't know where we were cleaning our our file cabinet and a $10 bill fell out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what I mean. We laugh. The universe is the same thing as your file cabinet. It literally will fall out of the universe. I mean, I got a check in the mail for $3,500 from a job I'd forgotten that I did. Wow. Yeah. That's all. So, you know, uh, somebody called me out of the blue to do a film. That's what I mean. It's uh, I can worry and fret and and drive myself crazy about auditions and going out more and creating more of it, right? And you do have to take action, but you take action from your knowing, mm. not from the reaction to the fear that you have to scramble. That's never going to create what you want. Because it from takes the, the joy out of it, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um... And we know that joy and love are the two things that create. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking about going up to McDonald's and buying about 100 chicken nuggets, see if I can find a face on one of them. No, I know. Seriously. <laughs> and, and I have uh, a carousel horse that was hand-carved by Denzel in the 1800s, and I can't sell it. <laughs> oh, my But that's... Uh, that's a perfect example of life not making sense. Don't try to make sense out of it, right? 
just right. ask for what you want and then have the naivete of the child that it's going to show up for you just like the toy at Christmas always did. Oh, that's a good analogy. Yeah. Okay, why would you? what advice would you give somebody having trouble with careers? Somebody who's struggling, doesn't know what their true calling is and is just jumping on and off from job to job and and they're just lost in the midst of it all. Well, I can tell you what all our true calling is. Our true calling is to know that we're the creative force. That's mm-hmm. what we're here for. That's our purpose. I would ask, The first question I would ask them is what makes you happy? What makes you passionate? What do you love to do? And then do you have any beliefs that, you know, support you in the belief that you can't do it? And if so, what are they? And do you want to change them around? Because you're the director of your own thoughts. Wow, and I think that's the biggest setback for people, their belief systems. Oh, big time. You know, oh, I want to be a rock star. Well, you know, it's hard. I tried that. didn't work. (laughs) Well, society puts a lot of a lot of people in boxes. You know, you, there's there's this unwritten rule that you have to go to school after college or uh, go to college after school, and you know, like a system. Yeah, it's it's a system that that a lot yes, of people. Yes, but who accepts the system? Mm-hmm. You're right. It always comes back to you, dude. Sorry. <laughs> you know. It's, it's, it's like if we, if we point the finger outside toward anybody else and not toward ourselves, we automatically um, move out of the creation of our own lives. You know what? And that was another example, I think, of what people do. I start looking at, you just said it perfectly, start looking at outside sources of why. Well, who can I blame? You yeah. know, exactly, instead of you, instead of you know, ourselves, uh, our and, own. And, and if we don't blame our, our dad or our mom or our brother or our teacher or our priest, then we blame God. Well, God didn't want me to have it. Well, you're God. So do something about it. I've heard people say, well, God made me this way. So you deal with yeah. it. <laughs> Whatever. They get to stay just the way they are then. That's all I can say to them. And that's not good or bad or right or wrong. But it's not the experience that I want. Mm-hmm. I I want to expand and be the most joyous, loving, successful, sexual, um, <laughs> dynamic, awesome, hot woman that I can be. Ow. And I don't <laughs> think that means that uh, I can't swear, can't drink, and and have to go, well, you don't need a lot of sex. I don't think that's true. I think I can be authentically me, who likes, loves my wine, throws back a scotch every now and then, lets a four-letter word rip out of my mouth. There you go. D is my kind of lady. Love to have sex and be totally connected to the higher source. Yeah. You need to That's come hang out in Austin with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, I, I, I was working with a healer the other night. She, I said, well, you know, go go into your channel and tell me something. She said, oh, no, 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 I've had a half a glass of wine. <laughs> I said, hey, I do some of my best channeling 
on a glass of wine. She looked at me and says, oh, no, you can't. I said, oh, yes, I can. Just try it. You've only had a half a glass. Just try it, you know, if you can't get into the channel. And, man, she started ripping out stuff right and left. And she looked at me and she said, oh, my God, I never... I never thought I could do that. And I said, well, because you bought somebody's, somebody else's belief, right? right. Yeah. True. And as you believe, it's going to be delivered to you. It is, yeah. Um, tell us about your channel. Uh, what do you know? Is it a, is it a light being? Is it a, can you describe oh, it? Honey, it's all one energy. So actually somebody asked me that on one of my shows. Mm-hmm. So, Dee, who do you channel? I said, I don't know. Let's ask. <laughs> and the answer was God. Because God's everything. God is all thought and all possibility. Mm-hmm. And that's open to everybody. So it can look like a guide. It can look like an angel. It can look like a group. You know, being the actress, I just figured I'd go to the executive producer. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I I channel God and I think everybody channels God because they are God. I am the God of D. I am the creator of D through the thoughts and the choices and the perspectives and the open heart that I create me as. We were given free will. And the energy, whatever you call it, universal love, creative force, God, Atman, Buddha, the energy cannot intercede on our behalf without our conscious choice and direction. So I'd be choosing consciously if I were you, everybody. Mm -hmm. Solid advice. All the energy can come in and support you in your choice. So all these channels out there, and they claim to be channeling so-and-so or group of this or that, it's basically all one. It's all the same. Science and spirituality, that's one thing they agree on. There's only one energy. Mm. If we create a separation from it, it's through our belief system. Okay, what what are your feelings towards this 2012 shift and all this noise about awakening and all this noise about ascension my thought is if you believe that 2012 is powerful and joyful and will create an amazing shift of ascension for you then it will if you think it's the end of the world you will live in that reality for the entire year wow as you believe it will be delivered to you. That is that weird. is the only reality. Hmm. So whatever is your answer is the answer for you. I'm starting to do this like now. I'm going to do this just this way of thinking starting now you won't for sure. Believe how powerful your life becomes. And and how free. It's freedom, dude. I'm telling you, it's freedom. To take the responsibility of the creation of you back is freedom. 
All right. Well, I definitely need to because do that. No matter what shift the world hands you, you know that you're in choice, just like when the plumbing broke, of what you do with it. You can go to hell. You can go to heaven. And that pertains to every single flippin' moment of our lives. Okay, I'm going to challenge you a little bit with a question. But, you know, because of me, because this is a question that I encountered when I talked to other people about this um, conscious, consciousness. Um, what happens when there's war? What happens when there's something greater? Or no, not greater, but um, I guess Thank more you. something that's affecting See, there isn't you. anything greater than us. Right. Um, but, something that could okay, be affecting you. I, I have like your war. answer. I have your okay. answer. If, okay. if there's only 50 people in the world... Okay? Mm-hmm. Only 50 people in the world. Mm-hmm. 26 of those people have the belief that we have to go to war to have peace. Then we will have to. Mm-hmm. As soon as one person goes over to the other side, we have 25 that think we do and 25 that think we can just create peace. Then we talk about it a lot. We live in the fear of it, but we don't have to create it. As soon as one more person goes over and the mass consciousness believes, you know what, we can have peace on this earth, and we can have peace because we just flippin' want it, Mm. then there'll be peace. But the majority, you know, the hundredth monkey syndrome has to be in place. Yeah. Do you think the and we're media... well on our way, by the way. Right. Do you, Do you think the media is kind of uh, straining us towards? Uh, oh, do you these think? <laughs> do you think? <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm not a political person. I'm probably mo- the most apolitical person. <laughs> but from a spiritual point of view, it's incredibly clear there is one party that uh, talks fear uh, talks vengeance talks uh, lack and there's one party that's going okay can we work together can we not be at odds here can we come together for the country i mean it's kind of a no-brainer right now if you look what's going on yeah so i'm saying what do you want to create you want to create more war and vengeance and separation or do we want to come together and create harmony and balance? We say that's what we want, and yet we create offshoots that create more havoc that don't want to come together. So, again, you know, when the majority of us walks our talk around really believing in peace and choosing the people and the energies that represent that, then we'll have it. But we keep blaming them for not having it. You know, Wall Street didn't create itself. We created it. And what's so interesting about money is that we judge everybody that has it. We're pissed off at them. We're blaming them for everything. And who are the people that want more of it? Us. Right. (laughs) Kind of an oxymoron there, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to create money 
if you keep judging money and judging the people that have it. It's not the money, you know, that's doing all the stuff. It's the people's consciousness that's doing it. Therefore, reacting aggressively to the situation does no help at all. You have to be in harmony with whatever you create. If you're out of harmony with what you're wanting to create, you will not create it. For example, I really want a relationship, D. I just don't, you know, all I've had in the past are assholes. I don't want any more assholes. <laughs> They're all assholes. Could I have a really nice guy now, please? Well, sure. not with the belief that they're all assholes. No, you can't. Yeah, yeah. So choose not to date assholes. No, she uh, <laughs> just don't. You just don't focus that energy. First of all, you've got to be in harmony with yourself. You've got to be the person that you want. Mm-hmm. So, do you cherish yourself? Do you honor yourself? Do you respect yourself? Mm-hmm. Do you take care of yourself? Do you listen to yourself? Because that's the mate you want. You want somebody with all those qualities. But if you're out of harmony with yourself in those, then how is he going to resonate with you? He can't find you because you're not the same vibration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd have a hard time in the dating game. If I got back in the dating game, I'd have a hard time. Well, there's a belief for you. <laughs> That's a belief for you. He's somebody sending himself back. My wife's shaking her head. <laughs> no, those words are extremely powerful. I'm living proof of that. I I used to believe that all men were cheaters and, you know, abusive and mean. And I don't know where I just caught myself. I had a friend who was dealing the same situation, and the friend told me, wow, we're just, just the same. We're, you're just like me. And I thought, no, I'm not. I am not like you. And and then I started focusing on everything but what I was thinking before. And I just started focusing on everything that you, that D just said. And I found my husband. Or he found me. I don't know. <laughs> you right. found each other. Yeah. You found each other because you decided you wanted to win instead of lose. Yeah, it was. A, I remember it was a decision I made. I consciously, I was aware of, and I, uh, it's like some uh, something just clicked inside of me, and I just knew I needed to stop thinking about those things, mm-hmm. and it just happened like magic. My well, wife just said love at first sight, <laughs> and I said okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, my you're goodness! You're a lucky man, dude. I'm kidding. <laughs> Well, we, we'll cover, we cover so many things. We cover money, career, relationships, um, how to co-create. We cover who we are. I think this basically answers how to turn your bright light on. Um, we have is the name book. of my book, by the way. The bright light. Bright <laughs> light. Say it is the name of my last book, Bright Light, mm-hmm. Spiritual Lessons from a Life in Acting, available on Amazon. Or if you want to order it from my website, I'll personalize it for you before I send it out. Oh, beautiful. That that will be really Thank good. You. And that website is imdwallace.com. Do you have other websites as well? And one of them is a radio show you do every Monday. Is that correct? 
I do a radio show every Monday on the Awakening Zone and every Thursday on Voice America. And both those have, uh, if you go to my website, under free events uh, on the home page, the Thursday show is Conscious Creation. You can just click on the link. It will take you right there. The Monday show is Bright Light. You can click on the link, and it will take you right there. There's also... On the home page, it may be on the second page of the home page now because we've added so much, is um, a great uh, past life regression that I've done with Dolores Cannon, mm. which is incredibly power, powerful. It's free uh, for everybody to download and listen to. There's a lot of great free stuff uh, there um, to order and uh, and listen to. So just go play around. There's webinars. On-camera webinars on just about every single subject you could ever hope to ask about or learn about. Um, I think they're a big twenty bucks a piece, <laughs> which is awesome. You know, you yeah, the listeners want to see you and and listen to you and learn. I've learned a lot just in this hour. I've I've thank learned you. a lot. I'm no, I'm, I'm making you. notes. Look, you should see my little paper here. <laughs> I'm writing like crazy. Um, the, the one that stuck to me the most is the state on, in the knowing, you mm-hmm. know, from the knowing and focus, you know, on love and joy. I'm on board. <laughs> cool. Because um, we need more people on board. Definitely. <laughs> also, do you, um, do you work from home as well? Do you do uh, private sessions? How can people reach you? Uh, you can email me through Wallace. Dot com. There's a, a place to email me for a private session, and I do them all over the world: Scotland, Australia, Tokyo, Canada, Switzerland. Wow. And energy, you know, that's all there is, guys, is energy. So you just have to reach up into the energy and extrapolate what you want. Uh, it's very easy to do. Most healers um, uh, do sessions long distance, and um, incredibly successful i can guarantee you that we will get through more in one hour than you can get through in six months of therapy awesome that's that's beautiful i mean it just seems like there's just this switch that we have to turn on activate and yeah right now right now the the privates just for april are half price if anybody's interested there is if you um Oh dear, I think they're either on the home page or on the products page. But look around, you'll find them. They're half price privates only for April. It's like a spe- I'm running a special because I'm starting to film a lot after that. So um, I know t- times are tough for people right now, for some people. So uh, they're usually 300 and they're 150 now and worth every penny, guys. <laughs> okay, so there you have it. And also. <laughs> yeah, and on your blog you have samples of what the private sessions are. I read a couple of them today, and they were powerful. And that includes how the the process works of of helping the person, the client, and um, how they ask questions and how you through channeling answers them. And uh, I've learned a lot from that just from reading. So if our listeners want to check that out, you know, go ahead and, and on her she has those. Uh, on her blog as well, if you have a, want to have an idea mm-hmm. what the private sessions are all about. Um, any events coming up? 
Oh my goodness, yes, I've I've got this uh, teleseminar, you know, uh, on sex. That's also on the website mm-hmm. um, to sign up. I have, I know if you listen, if your listeners are into UFOs and all that stuff, I know they know who Dolores Cannon is. Uh, I'm doing an amazing workshop with Dolores. Uh, we just had to change the weekend. It was going to be in April, but she had to move it. It's um, Mother's Day weekend in May mm-hmm. uh, here in Los Angeles. And I'm going to take all my work about the creation of now and the creation process, how to do it, uh, where people are falling out around it. She's going to do a past life regression. Then we're going to put in everything that comes forward in what, their creation process is and then she's going to take us into a future life so that we can see uh, the entire um, thread of how our past present and future combine together and and how we can create that more powerfully so i'm really excited about that it's um again i i don't know if it's up on the website yet my webmaster's been really ill but it will be posted within days, so keep going back to look at it. Or you can go to Dolores Cannon's site and sign up from there. Wonderful. Maybe we'll be making a trip to L.A. Yes. That sounds really, really good. It's going to be one really powerful weekend, yeah. Wow. Well, Ms. D. Wallace. And then I've got a lot of sci-fi conventions that I'm appearing at and um, films that I'm doing, and all that's posted on my website, so... People will know where I'm going to be. I think the next one, the first sci-fi convention is in North Carolina. Oh, Carolina. always wanted to go to one of those. And and what's what's the next movie you're doing? What what can we look out for? Well, I'm waiting to hear right now. Uh, it's a pretty cool little movie. Do you guys know Fred Olin Ray? I don't think so. Oh, uh, he's done he's done some interesting. Um, sci-fi things, but there's a, a movie about solar flares and how it affects the Earth. And, Ooh, well, we got to check that out. I'm, yeah. I'm hoping that they can work out the dates because one of the other actresses is a, a, a little challenged on the dates, too, and then I am I can only work certain dates, so they're going to let me know on Monday if we can work that out. That will be the next one. And then I'm doing um, a movie called Unhallowed with my daughter. Gabrielle Stone. Oh, everybody, yeah. Yeah, everybody oh. uh, look her up. Look nice. her up on YouTube, Gabrielle Stone. And, oh. um, um, yeah, I'm pretty jazzed about that. They called me and they said, by the way, we've seen all your daughter's stuff online and we'd like her to play the lead young woman. It, and it's a real tour de force part. Is that your first time working Probably. together? Uh, we, we just did a little uh, movie in Roswell, New Mexico, well, we, we all love scene, that. <laughs> one scene together, but we uh, uh, this one we're going to have a lot of stuff together, so it should be an interesting oh, ride. Good for you guys. Kind of rewarding. That's mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah, she's really very talented. You actually brought her to the the uh, Rob the the Rob Zombie Halloween premiere. I remember. I did. Hmm? I sure did. Yeah. Oh. Before she knew that she really wanted to do this. So. That's right. Well, we'll we'll keep an eye on her. Oh and please, I, yeah, look her up. Um, she, I mean, we don't have a lot of her film up yet, but there's enough. There's enough up there. Just her photos alone, mm-hmm. 
quite striking. So I, I know I sound like a proud mama now, don't I? But <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> it, not well, at all. When does Lords of Salem air? Oh, come out? Well, we, I just talked to Rob, and he was hoping for October, but he's been on tour. So he says, oh, I don't know, D. I still have a lot of work to do on it. So I don't know. I'm definitely looking forward to that. I know he's he's going for October, but uh, it may be more toward the end of the year, the first of next year. Good deal. Well, that's wonderful. Dee, thank you so much for... You're welcome, guys. It was lots of fun. Lots of fun and great questions. And thanks for taking time to really look at my stuff, will you? Because so many interviewers don't. And it makes a really big deal for us when you know what we're really about. Well, yeah, and and this is where we're about. So mm-hmm. it's our main focus. We want to expand people's consciousness and wake them up. <laughs> well, good, thank good you. Good advice that we're going to use. We'll learn a lot, <laughs> and we're going to put it into practice. Yes. Always. Thank you so much. All right, many blessings, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. Good night. Wow, guys. Feel good. This is good. awesome. Feels awesome, good. awesome. Oh, she's, she's just... She had a great what vibe, a great, huh? Yes. Yeah, I mean, her energy, just, you just feel it. And you see her photos, she's, you know, it's her smile, everything is oh just... Um, she sounds like fun. I have all my notes. <laughs> I'm going to have to put them all together and, and go over them during the next show. I'm going to be uh, promoting her teachings. Um, the main one is be in harmony with everything you create. Be aware of your your words. I'm working on it. Be aware always well, of your it. words. And though another thing, do not get hypnotized by TV yeah. and ugly stuff that you're watching. <laughs> Turn it off. Just you know. Turn it off. Be conscious of it. Be be conscious of your your power as co-creator. And uh, our biggest experiment on paranormal is Marfa Man. Mm-hmm. He is he's our, our guinea pig. Yeah, he's our guinea pig. <laughs> it's it's gonna start in about five minutes. And I want to ask. Um, <laughs> His wife to keep a blog of accidents and falls. There will be none. Which, which will be blank. Mm-hmm. Will be blank. We'll I'm talk focusing in a week. on a blank sheet, and we will be. We'll forget. We'll we'll forget about. Yeah, Marfa Man needs that. What's going on? We're just gonna <laughs> focus on a blank paper for Marfa Man. But you have a surprise for us, Marfa yes, Man, tonight. Go on. Yes, go on we oh have four, okay. a few minutes. So. Um, well, this is in honor of South by Southwest with all the music going on. Um, Ninja asked me to write um, a, a funny uh, paranormal song, and it's actually, it might, it didn't come out too funny. <laughs> what do I do? Go ahead. Okay. So, um, you know, Austin, it's huge in music, so this week we have South by Southwest, and it would have been a crime not to have a special segment in honor to South by Southwest. So here is Marfa Man. And I am not nervous. I am not nervous. This is called um, Do You Believe? What's that behind the door? What's going on around the world with what they think? 